Hey everyone, Pastor Scott from the Windmill Campus of Good Samaritan Lutheran Church in Las Vegas. And this is Pastor Jason from Good Samaritan at the Lakes. And we want to welcome you to our podcast, Good News from Good Sam. This is where we get to go deeper into the word we heard in worship this weekend, so you can go deeper into hearing God's love and grace for you in Jesus Christ. And we'd love to invite you to share the link, if you will, with any friends or family members. You can also go visit our website, goodsam.com with us on Facebook and YouTube. Leave your comments and questions and we will look forward to addressing those in the way. And now without further delay, how about this week's podcast? We're in a new sermon series in Lent, five-week series called Let Me Tell You About My Jesus, sharing faith stories of Good Samaritan. And uh, maybe this gets you thinking about your own faith story too, don't huh? you think, Pastor Don? Oh, absolutely. We hope that that's the, the part one of the things you're taking away from this is if you had to, if one of the pastors came to you and said, we want you to share your faith story, what would you share? How would you share that God has worked in your life and moved in your life? Tommy, you want to share your faith story right now? Sure. Go ahead. Get started. Right now. No. <laughs> no. Well, but I, that is I, a, what, I've, what I, and I've talked to folks about this, of course, the easiest way to begin that story as well. I started coming to this church because so-and-so invited me and, and, you know, that's definitely a part of the story. But what I'm always so interested in hearing about is how have people experienced Jesus in their life and mm -hmm. what difference has it made for them personally? I think that's really interesting. We need to hear that. Yeah. I, I really, um, I mean, I, I think I really resonated with, hearing Justin's testimony, I think for a few reasons. I, I know Justin. Um, I remember when he first started coming to our church here. Long time ago. Um, and, you know, hearing his story, I realized, wow, like he was struggling while we were, you know, spending time together uh, mm -hmm. as friends here at the church. And I had no idea, you know, and and also because I, I have family members that struggle with addiction too, and it, it brings a lot of hope. So I think this sermon series is really exciting because we get to we get to see that hope um, mm -hmm. and how it's played out in other people's lives more Absolutely. than just like um, you know I know we get to, we hear these stories in the Bible but it, it for some reason just feels and resonates a little differently when we get to hear it by people that we're we're interacting with on you know on a weekly basis right yeah because yeah, we, we talk that someone can be struggling with something and you're sitting right next to them at church and you don't know that story until they get the chance to tell you and, and are brave enough to share that. So just uh, a big thanks for, for Catherine and Justin for sharing. That story. I mean, we talk a lot about that in church. We talk a lot about how, you know, uh, Jason, one of your points was the Holy Spirit is God's presence and power with us. And then I talked a lot about how no matter what you're going through, God does not leave you or forsake you. And so we can say those words. And, you know, I, I'm, some people, I'm assuming, will even hear them and accept them and maybe even and, and believe them. But when someone else says, this is how God's power, right, and presence changed my life. And this is how that, that power kind of helped me get my life turned around or turned back in the right direction. Then yes. all of a sudden, it just, it means a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Oh, say hi to Dave and Jan. Great to see you guys joining us. Welcome. And Donna and Catherine oh, and Karen. Great. Hey, Donna. Great to see you. And Catherine, Madeline, Karen, great to have you with Connie. us as well. Oh, Connie's with us. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. And, and you know, the other part is that we all have such different ways of connecting with God. 
Um, and I mentioned this a little bit, maybe it's through music for you, maybe it's being out in nature, maybe it's uh, through studying scripture with, with a group, maybe it's uh, being with your family, all these other ways we, we experience Jesus in a different way because we're different people. So talk a little bit about what uh, Catherine had to say in your message there, Pastor Jason. Well, Catherine had a really interesting story about um, growing up in South Korea, about her family of origin and um, mm -hmm. those dynamics within her family. Her, her father was a bit older than her mom, and um, she talked about how faith was, was, uh, was interesting. Her parents were devout Catholics. Uh, their names mm. were Maria and Pedro. And uh, you can imagine in, in, in South Korea, um, the, the Presbyterian Church and the Catholic Church uh, are both uh, probably the, the top two uh, Christian communities there. Um, but coming to, uh, to church here at the Lakes really was a time for her to get in touch with her own faith. And um, she went through a lot, all in the span of a, a, just a short time, in losing her dad, who was 5,000 or so many miles away in, in South Korea. Um, about losing Jeanette, former choir director here at this church, who she was living with at the time. And then mm. um, the October 1 shooting in 2017. These events all happened within a very short time. And she talked about feeling abandoned, about feeling like an mm. orphan, about feeling fatherless and, uh, and the pain of that. And then she had a dream about her father. And uh, she had this experience of a presence of both her earthly father and her heavenly father that were profoundly impacting on her. And, um, and that was a really moving story uh, for me in the way that, that she has continued to uh, live out her faith by singing here at church, by uh, showing up and, and participating in ministry, and by sharing her story. And, and we think about times in scripture where we hear of angels delivering messages to Joseph in a dream or, or Joseph in the house of Pharaoh interpreting dreams. Um, and dreams can be a really powerful way to experience that that holy presence in our lives and maybe we discount it we think it's weird or we're embarrassed of it or we don't want to tell people about that but hey absolutely um, so I thought it was a really moving story and I tried to connect it to yes this peace that um, that God brings and, and the verse that that was really impactful for her was um, was in Philippians 4 verse 7 uh, the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus uh, many pastors end their messages each week with that verse, but uh, but that there is this presence and this peace that's unlike any other that we have from God, and um, we each engage with that in a different way. And I thought that was really cool to hear. Yeah, that is very cool. Um, I think that peace is really such a key component of understanding God's power in your life. Because I was just uh, at a graveside funeral today, and we're going to be doing more of a celebration of life a little bit later here as well and we were i was talking about that with the family because you know his dad he's pretty young he's in his early 60s um which is you know it's pretty it's in nowadays at least in this country that's pretty young to pass away and, and let's just say the daughters and the mother aren't feeling a lot of peace with the situation but we've been praying about it and talking about it and michelle even mentioned today that she's she has more peace than she she thought she would at this point so it yeah. does. That peace. That peace does pass understanding for sure. So, um, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, if there's any, if, if you have found uh, a time in your life when God has really kind of touched your heart, or 
you want to share just a moment of, you know, uh, with us by typing in a time that you've done that, that'd be great for us to share some of that together. You know, one thing I was thinking of, I didn't do it for this Lent, but I want to do it maybe next year, if I remember, is we did, remember we did a devotion book mm -hmm. about three years ago? Yeah. And we just, all the entire devotion book was people's faith stories. So mm -hmm. we had like 40 faith stories from people and they just wrote them and then we kind of collected them and we shortened a couple of them and added scripture to them and we put together a devotion book literally built on everybody's faith stories because everybody has a faith story. Yeah. Everybody has, I mean, we're in church, they think about it a little bit, but there's a story behind why they continue to worship and why they continue to believe. And that's, that is what your faith story is. And I thought one thing about Justin's testimony that really touched my heart is the fact that there's this ongoing struggle in our world, right? Justin, well, he was going through all this, you know, he was dealing with addiction. He was dealing with prison. Um, but it was, he was still going to church. He was mm -hmm. a believer during all that time, but it wasn't changing his behavior. Yeah. Right. Might've been giving him some peace in the midst of the bad behavior, but it wasn't changing. It wasn't changing. The power wasn't activating in his life. Mm -hmm. And that's because, and he said it a little bit in his testimony, but then we had met for like a couple hours to talk about it in advance. And it came out a little bit more then. He's just too focused on his own wants and needs. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, God was there. God's kind of a nice comforting presence, kind of the gentle grandfather with no real power, you know. Um, and it wasn't until he really kind of let God realize that God's power was at work in his life and active in his life and kind of let it take over his life that he was able then to overcome addiction um, and stay on the straight and narrow. Now, it's only six months in, but we're going to keep praying for him and hoping mm -hmm. that he stays in this path. Well, and how, how much more powerful is that too, especially when you're, when you're struggling in that way, when you can share that burden with people and now they know why they're praying for you and they know uh, that that's impacting your life at a, at a critical time. I think that's powerful. We, we don't really know someone. We don't really know what people are going through most of the time. So what a gift to get to share that. And I appreciated that he kind of touched on that because I think that from an outside perspective you could be like oh you go to church you're doing these things like in in but he really didn't have that that life change for him and even though he was going through those like sort of motions of like going to church and and you know we were in small group together at one point um you know it's it's really more than just showing up on sunday morning i think that's a big part of it but yep. I think it, you know. I think his testimony really showed that. Like it's it's more than just that, and look at the impact it can make. You know, I mean, I I I think you know at the time in his life when he he was kind of explaining that. I mean, I haven't seen it for him, but I've seen it in in my own life with with people I love, and and I mean that is a really low place to be, mm -hmm. and and what a powerful. You know, and then you talked about the power of Christ's life-changing power. And I mean, I think that is like the prime example of how powerful that can be. Because in that, like, depth of where he was, it can feel really hopeless for him, for the person, and for, and the, for the family, family mm -hmm. you know, that are seeing you struggle or whatever. And I think, you know, I mean, that is just so, I mean, refreshing to hear, like, yeah. that powerful change that can take place when you really just turn it over. His dad had a... Tear. His dad's a church-going fella, and after service, when I came up to shake his hand and and just thank him for being there, and you know, and 
and thank him for uh, empowering his son to be there. He kind of had a tear in his eye, mm -hmm. you know, because he's he's really hopeful for his son in quite some time, I think. So. And what a great, um, <clears throat> you know, comparison with the prodigal son story. Oh I mean, God. you know, it's like. Justin is the prodigal son. <laughs> mm. You know, oh my. and here's the thing. Um, I kind of want to go back to that idea that Justin, when he was a believer, I think there's a lot of people sitting in the pews that maybe they're not caught up in their addiction, but they're caught up in not letting that power of God change them. I would say saved, but not changed. Another phrase I've heard is salvation without sanctification, right? Because um, the Bible is very clear that salvation is not dependent upon our behavior. But behavior change comes when the power of God is really truly active in your life yeah. and you begin to appreciate what you see him doing and then you so there's two things one it can just literally change there's a power there that we don't understand like when that one man prayed over him and he'd been fighting addiction for a decades two decades of his life and all of a sudden just this desire to have drugs was lifted right mm -hmm. that is kind of that miraculous power at work but then the other way that power works is when you see God giving you his forgiveness and his grace and you, right, you let go and you let God, like Donna, Donna said, um, then there's this appreciation. And that's also at work in Justin's life right now is he wants to really live a life that says, thank you, God, for not abandoning during this time. He says, I really, oh, how do you say it? His phrase was, I really want to live my life as a tribute to what God has done for me or something along those lines. And I like too, when he talked about, um, you know, the world sees him as a convict and, mm. and God sees him, yeah. as, you know, as his son or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the exact language, but child of God, the child, he of said, God. the world may see me as a convict, but, but I see myself as a child of God. And mm. I think that is really impactful <clears throat> because I think that our own shame can keep us from that life changing power, mm. you know? And, and I mean, there is a lot of shame associated with the world seeing you as a convict, mm -hmm. but he's able to, to, to move past that shame and get out of that cycle of staying there to really see himself as a child of God. And I think that makes a world of difference for, for him and his, 100%. his relationship and, and can make it for us too. You know, and that's something I would say to our viewers uh, that are here with us or what we're going to listen to the podcast. What is your shame? You know, what is, what is, what is that definition the world is trying to give you? Is it an addict? Is it depressed? Is it uh, this guy can't find a job or, or this woman can't keep a relationship? You know, there's all of these definitions that society and the world tries to give you. Mm -hmm. And if you begin to see yourself as those things, it can get very depressive. Mm -hmm. and, and remembering that even in the midst of those, those definitions that the world is trying to give you, that you are truly right don't let the world define you let your relationship with christ define you i think that's powerful there, and there's something powerful too about speaking our stories and and uh there was a famous saying uh, that goes maybe all the way back to uh socrates uh that says the unexamined life is a life not worth living and when we get to share our stories um, with one another, we're opening up, and, and such a, an appropriate time of year for that, right? This season of Lent is about confessing, um, confessing uh, the ways that we've failed and, and opening up to hearing that promise of Jesus in a new way, and, and yes, letting it 
transform your life. So, so we can say that we are saved by grace alone, not by works, but that um, I'm truly transformed when I recognize that power of God in my life and share that story with others uh, and, and grow together in faith. That's, that's a really powerful thing, and I think appropriate for this, this season of the, of the church year, for sure. It really is. Well, and it, it takes vulnerability. And, and oh, yeah. I think that society has taught us that we're not supposed to show vulnerability. No. So by, do, by kind of, you know, shying away from that, we're doing a disservice to, to all of those around us who could really be impacted by, by those moments of, of really true sharing and, and, and vulnerable times. Because it's, you know, I mean, I my husband and I were watching this together and, and he said, like, good for him like i don't think i would have the courage to get up there and share anything like that you know wow. and i and i think that it does take a lot of courage to, to be vulnerable and share kind of that transformation in your life because you can you know you are opening yourself up to a lot of because you're admitting your failures mm -hmm. too people don't like to admit their failures and he admitted he admitted a lot of failures mm -hmm. a um, lot of things yeah <laughs> yeah he did so yeah a lot of people don't want to say those types of things so. Glenna says, God well, wants friend. us to testify. It's part of our servant calling. Amen. Amen, Glenna. That is right Thanks, on. Glenna. Um, so, my friends, uh, I've got to wrap it up a little bit here uh, in the sense that I've got to, got to move on to got a guy going through some of his own stuff, very little bit Justin-esque, and I've got to go meet with him. So I've got to kind of begin to wrap us up a little bit here. But Please, during this time of Lent, I, I do hope you spend some time in a little bit deeper reflection, maybe a little bit more devotion, meditation, prayer, uh, whatever works for you. For me, I'm going to listen to a little more Christian music and a little less less secular music. Uh, I'm going to try to reach out a little bit more to people, uh, try to call at least one person I know, one more person than I normally do uh, that is in need. That's kind of my Lenten practices. I, I don't know what yours are going to be, but I hope some of them is a little bit of reflection. And reflecting on your personal faith story a little bit. I love that. I, I got the chance to listen to my friend Seth preach. Uh, he's up in Ronan, Montana. I'm sure you you know who that is, Pastor Don. I, I know Ronan, and, uh, Montana very well, actually. I love getting to listen to uh, to my friends preaching online, and, and it's a great gift. And, and I'm kind of taking some time each day to listen to to podcasts that are helpful and um, and life giving in that way for me too, as I continue to study God's word. That's awesome. That's funny. I'm, I'm, I think your friend, Roman Montana, is almost identical to Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, very, very much. Yeah. <laughs> Demographically and everything. I think, it, does Roman even have a thousand people? I'm not sure. It's I, a don't, tiny I don't think so. No. It, it, it is tiny. Anyway. Well, we've got a lot funny. of events coming up this weekend. I thought we, we could mention Saturday, beginning yeah. at 4 p.m., we've got a meal, and 5 p.m., a wonderful worship concert. Right, Kristen? She's on with us today. And uh, that's right. And hearing some great music from our worship music ministry and uh and i'll be there uh on saturday night as well so come check us out and that's free for all we'll take a little offering for the music ministry what else is coming up our thrift store is going to be opening very soon the good oh, Samaritan thrift boutique coming very very soon we've got uh, some volunteers if you want to drop stuff off you can do that now at uh, the lakes campus uh, you can come by and drop things off during office hours uh, we're here, especially Thursdays and Fridays when Tommy's around is always a good time between uh, 9 and 3.30. Tommy, does that sound good? Yep. She says yes. That's good. All right. Our prayer for the healing of the nations is tonight, 6 p.m. at the Lakes Campus and every Wednesday over the next 
five weeks, come and hear this beautiful musical setting of prayer for all the nations of the world as we uh, get together in, in uh, the middle of the week for a little time of, of worship and prayer. And then next week, more stories of Jesus in our lives, testimonies. Let me tell you about my Jesus at the Windmill Campus and here at the Lakes Campus as well, Good Samaritan Lutheran Church. Awesome. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, just God bless you and have a great rest of your week. Bye, everyone. Peace be with you. Peace. Pastor Scott here again. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our podcast today. If you think somebody you know or love would benefit from hearing today's podcast, we'd like you to go ahead and share that. It's always great to go deeper into God's Word. Thanks for being with us, and we implore you, go love God, love people.